This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 199, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, September the 3rd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm Adam Chapman. This is episode 199. It's the Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, September the 3rd. Uh, coming to you on the 10th of September. Sorry, uh, yeah, 10th of September. Uh, new books are coming out this week, but before we enjoy those new books, let's talk about books that came out last week, why don't we? Um, now, there was actually a ton of books that came out, and I was actually planning to read a lot of them. And then it just as the way that life sometimes gets in the way or other things end up happening, unfortunately didn't have a chance to read most of those books. So I have a small selection of books I'm going to talk about quickly today. Um, uh, I've been trying to make the reviews episodes a little bit more to the point, a little uh, short, shorter and sweeter uh, than before. Um, and uh, sometimes I just have too many books to go through this time. I just feel like there's not maybe a lot to say about these particular books, but they are interesting books that I would like to talk about. Uh, first up is Action Comics, Features End number one. So September is the month of um, all these uh, five years in the future stories in Action, uh, sorry, in all the DC books. So this is the Future's End issue of Action Comics. Uh, so five years from now, we, we have uh, Clark Kent in Ethiopia. We have all these characters that uh, one is getting beat up, one is you know thinking about ending their life. Um, they suddenly are equipped with abilities that are given to them by this apparition that kind of is resembling Superman, uh, giving them ab- abilities that are similar to one of Superman's powers. Um, and then this same thing then goes and talks to Superman himself and helps to kind of prove a point about growth and potential. Um, an interesting one-off, I mean, it's just kind of like... It's kind of like a who cares. Um, just because, like, we get this story. It's by Sholy Fish with artwork by Pascal Alix. Um, we, like, Superman hasn't been in the main New 52 Features End. And now that we also know who the su- Superman-like character actually is. So instead, Clark Kent is, is you know, doing his own thing. Um, he's not acting as Superman anymore. There's this kind of being that has these abilities that can kind of save other people. It's an interesting one-off, but... It just makes it fills me with an idea of who, why did this story even need to be told at all? Like, what's the point of these stories? Um, to see where these characters are in an alternate future that is not going to end up coming to pass anyway, I just don't know if I get the point. It's 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 just a weird event. I feel the same way about New Fifty Two uh, Futures End in, in in on the whole because, I mean, the story is taking place five years in the future of the current DCU, which may not even exist come April. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, who cares? I mean, the events in this future war and everything have already happened. I just don't know what the consequences are seeing the series that they're not adopting it as the full continuity. And even though they're doing all these one shots, like, that's not the same thing. Um, I mean, and plus, I think readers are savvy enough about alternate futures, etc., that it means a lot less than it might have, like, 10, 15 years ago or even earlier. Um, I'm going to give this issue maybe a six. The arc's all right. I just found the story a little trite and, again, inconsequential. Uh, next up is All New X-Factor 13. I'm going to go ahead and give this an 8 out of 10, which is what I, I think I give a lot of these X-Factor issues, but it's just a consistently enjoyable book. Uh, you have artwork by Pop Man, and it's written by Brian, uh, Peter David. Um, so here we have interesting developments with uh, Polaris and Gambit, uh, as well as Luna and uh, Georgia. Um, 
Warlock and Danger have the creepiest kind of a uh, little bit of interaction with each other as well. Uh, but most of the issue is about Quicksilver and his daughter and then him fighting against Gorgon. Um, and then, uh, Crystal showing up as well. Um, the idea that there are certain sins that Quicksilver has committed and they're not so easily forgotten. Um, strong character work. I'm really enjoying this take on Quicksilver. It feels right. It feels correct to who the character is. Um, extremely solid, solid issue all the way through. Uh, next up is Aquaman Features End, which is actually part of a two-part crossover uh, with Aquaman and the others uh, Features End number one one-shot. Um, I actually kind of dug this. I mean, this of all the, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that have happened between our current continuity and this five years later. But I enjoyed that we kind of get an idea of, of you know this war and this the. Um, Undersea Atlantis was really hit hard, and uh, Arthur's trying to do what he can to get the, the the people of the world, the nations of the world, to recognize Atlantis and actually try to help them uh, because they've been hit so hard. It's written by Dan Jurgens, who writes both the Aquaman books, at least for the well, uh, he already write, re, uh, writes Aquaman and the others, but he also does both of these one shots that are going to be coming out. Alvaro Martinez is on pencils, and I actually kind of liked his take on it. It was crisp and clean. Um, I like how the characters are written. Um, I just thought it was a very solid book, and I like that it was part one of a two-parter because that way it feels like they could do more with it as opposed to just cramming everything into a done in one. I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. Again, a very solid uh, Aquaman story, very interesting. Uh, I like that the Dead King's back, Amira kind of teaming up with him, uh, Yara and um, and Aquaman are also together at this point. Very interesting. Um, next up is Black Widow number ten. I didn't like this as much as I've liked most issues. I'm going to give this maybe a six. Um, the idea of Black Widow's associate being held hostage is really interesting. and But then so much of this issue is just a flashback that kind of sets up who this guy is at all. And I just don't thought the whole interaction between what Black Widow was doing and uh, Hawkeye and they're coming, kind of coming at odds... I found, I don't know, just, I, I didn't really like it. I, I didn't find it that enjoyable. The main story is great, but the flashback, which takes up the majority of the issue, I just thought wasn't at nearly as strong or as interesting or entertaining. Uh, so I'm only going to give it a six. The, the artwork with Phil Noto was still fantastic. I just thought the script really slipped a few notches by having so much of this, this flashback that kind of feels unconsequential in some ways. I mean, it's, it's just so overdone and so... Uh, prolonged. But by the time we get to the point, I'm kind of like, well, okay, well, now the issue's over. Thanks. Uh, next up is part of the March to Axis. We have Captain America 24 by Rick Remender and Carlos Pacheco and Paul Renault on art. Um, didn't really like the artwork by Renault. Um, that being said, very interesting to kind of have Jet Black trying to confront Arnim Zola. Um, and she's just kind of trying to resist the idea that he's been programming her all along. Uh, her interactions with Falcon are fantastic as they fight out against uh, Arnim Zola together. Uh, Cap kind of on the sidelines trying to direct things and his son trying to get involved as well. The very end, it theoretically looks like the Falcon could be dead, although we kind of know that's not going to happen considering that he's going to be the new Captain America. Um, very solid, interesting uh, we're not quite seeing and understanding exactly what the March Axis is going to entail and how that all works, but um, it is being written fairly well. And again, the artwork's a little sporadic at times, but generally speaking, I think it's still a very solid story. And I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, next up is Original Sin number eight, which is kind of the big Marvel release for the week. 
Um, and it's a steaming pile of crap. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 10. I just... Uh, I can't even give it that. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 10. Um, fuck it. I can't. Because I I'm, I'm keep thinking the art's still fantastic. So I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Um, it's mostly for the art. I just thought the story was terrible. I don't know what the point of the series was. Uh, the flashbacks I just found very unengaging. Uh, the whole take on, on Nick Fury kind of looking like a cable wannabe here. Uh, the whole issue with Uatu um, kind of doing suicide by by um, Nick Fury. Um, I just I found this just absolutely terrible. Uh, I just I the, nothing needed to happen here. This story did not need to be told. I don't know what what it's really doing that was engaging and entertaining, or how it's even moving characters in a good direction or not. Um, the orb now being like this creepy guy with two eyes on his head, like sorry, one eye on his head, one eye on his body. Um, uh, suddenly Bucky being this, you know, the the new man on the wall. Nick Fury being like alive, a kind of Watcher esque and chained in the moon. Like fuck, this was bad. I'm gonna give it a four, and that's because I like the art, but the story was terrible. Um, I'm definitely not gonna be buying this in collective format to put it on my shelf because I don't want people to read this. I don't think it was good at all. Uh, next up is She-Hulk number eight by uh, Charles Soule and Javier Polito on art, and Polito is. Um, I'm so glad he's back. His art is just so fantastic on this book. It's so singular. It's so... Uh, it has a, a style all of its own. Um, th- there's no punches really being thrown here. This is all about um, how the legal process works. And Jen is going to be defending Captain America, of all people, who's being uh, prosecuted. Or not prosecuted, but is having a suit for uh, alleging that he murdered someone. And at the very end, it looks like it's going to be... Um, a nice lawyer tete-a-tete uh, with She-Hulk versus Matt Murdock. Fantastically written. Really intelligent and smart. Polito's artwork is gorgeous. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10, and it, it's well well worth it. Uh, next up is Spider-Man 2099. And I really dug this. Uh, it was just an extremely strong story. Um, Peter David is just going crazy with in terms of how great his writing is right now. Uh, Will Slinney is doing a great job on the art. Um, I like how they really just cut to the chase. Like, you have Liz Allen kind of saying, you work for me now, I'm your boss. I'm not going to worry about blackmail. You just work for me. You're, you want to make sure that this company is successful just like I do. Like, there's no kind of beating around the bush. And that's really, um, what's the word? It's really refreshing to see something like that happening. Um, it's just, it's, and it's a great looking book. Uh, very entertaining. Um... The action, I mean, there's not even necessarily a lot of action here, but when the action happens, it's, it's, it's quite well done. The introduction of the, um, of the Scorpion was a little strange, only because I didn't really realize who it was at first, but otherwise, uh, extremely strong issue. Loved the humor in the book. Um, can't wait to see what they do next, and having all these Spider Slayers up against Spider-Man. Uh, this is great stuff. Um, so I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10, because it was well worth it. And next up is, and last up, is Uncanny X-Men number 25. Holy crap, I'm so tired of Bendis writing characters and thinking, oh, I'm going to do something brand new, and instead it's the same old, same old. Um, The whole Xavier marriage to Mystique is stupid, and I hate it. Um, The big secret that he unearthed, that he found this mutant, and he was so dangerous that he couldn't trust anyone else to kind of go talk to the kid, so he befriends the kid as a, another kid named Charlie um, and he's you know taking away the guy's powers and uh, trying to kind of con- 
you know, manipulate him. And, and uh, now that he's dead, he's asking the X-Men to kind of take control of the situation and uh, make sure that this kid is looked after and because he's so freaking dangerous. Um, I didn't much care for the issue. I, I just thought it was... Uh, been there, done that in a lot of ways. Uh, I didn't. I just didn't enjoy it. I thought I, I. I couldn't stand the issue. I just thought it was. It was so overdrawn and overblown. Took so long to get to the point. When we got to the point, didn't care for the point. Uh, Chris Piccolo did the art, and the artwork's all right. But again, the story is just so not original, and it's. I just found it frustrating. And like this is the big secret. Like I just didn't care. Um, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. It had strong artwork. Uh, I'm gonna give it a well. Maybe a four out of ten. I mean, the artwork was good. Was good. Four point five out of ten. I'm. That's my final answer. Um, yeah, I just I wanted this to be better, and it wasn't. Uh, the books I didn't get a chance to read. Man, there's so many of them. Uh, Old New Dupe number five. Avengers World twelve. Batman sixty six. Green meets Green Hornet number four. Batman Eternal twenty two. Did I really miss that? I thought I read that. Uh, let me just take a look here. Mm, nope, definitely didn't read that. Um, Batman Eternal 22, Batwing Future's End number 1, Deadpool vs. X-Force 4, Death of Wolverine number 1, the other big release for the week, didn't get a chance to read that. Unfortunately, I think I read the shittier one, which is interesting because I don't imagine that Death of Wolverine is going to be that entertaining, yet it can't be worse than Original Sin number 8, at least I hope not. Um, Detective Comics Future's End number 1, Earth 2 Future's End number 1, Ferris 29, Figment number 4, Grayson Future's End number 1, Green Arrow Future's End number 1, Green Lantern Future's End number 1, Hockey vs. Deadpool number 0, Hinterkind number 11, Iron Fist Living Weapon number 6, Justice League 33, super pumped to read it, but then I started flipping through it and I couldn't, I just thought the artwork by Monkey, it just lacked a certain, I don't know, a little something extra, I can't quite tell you what it was, um, Justice, uh, sorry, Miracle Man number 10, Moon Knight number 7, Names number 1, New 52 Futures End number 18, Punisher number 10, Rocket Raccoon number 3, Scooby Doo Team Up number 6, Superior Foes of Spider Man number 15, Swamp Thing Futures End number 1, Tiny Titans Return of the Treehouse number 4, Trinity of Sin, Phantom Stranger Futures End number 1. That's a long title, a lot of colons if you like, and X Men number 19. Uh, when we look ahead to, well, when this is. This episode's coming out on the 10th of September, so let's look at books that are coming out uh, today, basically, on the 10th of September, um, or at least some of the highlights. Uh, so coming from DC Comics, uh, what's interesting here, we have the Batgirl, Batman, and Birds of Prey Futures End, Futures End issues, as well as Constantine, Green Lantern Corps, uh, Infinity Man, and the Forever People, uh, Justice League United, etc., etc., um, trade paperback wise uh, is there anything interesting coming out uh, we've got the fifth hardcover of Justice League which is um, Forever Heroes as well as the Justice League of America hardcover volume 2 Survivors of Evil as well as the Justice League trade paperback volume 4 which is The Grid and you have a uh, Superboy Futures End um, issue as well as I think the second last issue of Superman Unchained or it might be the last one as well as World's Finest Futures End number one and Why the Last Man Trade Paperback Volume 1 is coming out again uh, if we switch over to Marvel we've got um, All New X-Men Volume 5 hardcover coming out Amazing Spider-Man 6 which I'm super pumped to read Avengers 34.1 which I mean could be a fun Hyperion story but I'm more excited for 35 whenever that comes out the last issue of Avengers Undercover comes out which is number 10 um, we've got the second issue of Death of Wolverine, we've got the first issue of Edge of Spider-Verse, 
You have the Fantastic Four Epic Collection, World's Greatest Comic Magazine, which is, I think, the first 17 or 20 issues. I'm not exactly sure. Um, a new issue of Hawkeye finally drops, as well as Inhuman. Uh, Magneto has a March to Access story um, issue. Uh, you have the New Avengers Trade Paperback Volume 2 Infinity coming out. Uh, new issues of Miss Marvel, New Warriors, Nightcrawler, Powers Bureau. Um, you have the fourth hardcover of Uncanny Avengers, which is Avenge the Earth, considering the storyline just ended. That's pretty impressive. You have the Winter Soldier by Ed Brubaker Complete Collection, which I feel is um, should be a, a, an interesting uh, collection to read, as well as X-Force number 9 and a new printing of the X-Men as Guardian Wars trade paperback. So that is everything coming out this week or today, and uh, we'll talk about all of that in episode 201. Um, as of this recording, which is on the, I guess, the 8th of September, our ongoing um, endeavor to get Kelly Chapman to watch Captain America Winter Soldier has almost reached fruition, as we now have uh, received four emails to the uh, to that effect. So I have to thank uh, A.J. Reese, uh, Matt Miller, uh, Leonor Alana, and Tom Kerr. So we've got one left, um, and so hopefully we'll get that, that one soon, possibly even before this episode goes up. And because uh, I really want to have Kelly watch the uh, watch the movie extremely soon, since the Blu-ray comes out tomorrow, and I'm receiving my pre-ordered copy tomorrow as well. Uh, so next episode is episode 200. That'll be our flashback to Onslaught episode. It's it's a doozy. It's uh, two hours and 45 minutes long, I think. Uh, it's myself and Paul Scores sitting down, sitting down to talk about uh, a very important X-Men crossover, at least to us, uh, from like '96, I think we said it was. Um, so that should be an exciting episode. So thanks again for listening to episode 199. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. As well as post in our HC Realms threads as well. Thanks once again for listening to the podcast. This has been episode 199. The Comic Reviews episode for Wednesday, September 3rd releases. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.